The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft, Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday to you. Happy Victory Monday for East Carolina and the Pirates to go down to Boca Raton and knock off USF by the final of 48-28. Pirates now 3-2 and two with a huge game at Tulane down in New Orleans coming up this weekend. Lots of Pirate news on this Monday. Holton Naylor is honored by the American Athletic Conference. C.J. Johnson, he's an honorable mention after those four touchdown receptions. Holton through six touchdown passes in the win over South Florida. Bad news on Rajay Harris that we'll share with you coming up in just a bit. Raekwon Boyette, he is the outside receivers coach at East Carolina, and he will be our guest coming up in just a few minutes. He played his high school football at Wilson Fike, was a star at Duke, coached with David Cutcliffe at Duke for so many years, and now he is with Mike Houston on the staff at East Carolina as the outside receivers coach. His receivers had a nice outing on Saturday afternoon down in Boca Raton. Pirates won at 48-28. Raekwon Boyette is our guest, and we're back to kick off today's show after this. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone Someone who cares. It's Bostic Sug Furniture's Lazy Boy Market Sample Sell-Off. We bought out an entire showroom of 100 one-of-a-kind pieces of Lazy Boy furniture. Now we're selling it all at drastically reduced prices. Floor samples slashed an additional 50 to 70% off. This is a one-time opportunity to shop extreme sell-off prices on brand new Lazy Boy styles, recliners, power recliners, sectionals, and leather furniture, designer chairs, cocktail ottomans, and much more. Hurry! You will never, ever find Lazy Boy furniture at such low, low prices again at Bostic Sug Furniture. It's bow time. So it's game time and you got a bunch of rabid fans. Dad, we're hungry. You head out to fire up burgers and dogs and go from grill master to MVP. Then you realize you're out of GAS. Yup, out of gas on game day. What do you do? Drop a big bow box on it. Game on. Feed a family of four with eight pieces of chicken, biscuits, fixings, and tea. It's bow time. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders. My whole business just went up in flames. But my agent was there before the fire was out. We started a plan. I've got 25 employees who could be out of a job if we didn't get this place running again. My independent agent and auto owner's insurance, they made sure we didn't skip a beat. I mean, we didn't miss a single payroll. That's incredible. For whatever lies ahead, we're always there. This is Norm Bryant with Town Insurance in Greenville. Call me today at 756-8300. Go Pirates. This is Ryan Jones, and you listen to Power Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Pirates knock off USF 4828, and as we said, lots of news coming out of East Carolina as we speak. The October 15th game coming up, uh, Memphis and East Carolina is a 7.30 kickoff time, 7.30 kickoff in Greenville at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. So that's coming up on ESPNU. That just announced by the American Athletic Conference. So the Pirates and the Tigers on the 15th, a 7.30 start time for homecoming at East Carolina. And the game can be seen on ESPNU. Raekwon Boyette, outside receivers coach, joins us from his office over at East Carolina as the Pirates get set to get the game plan together on this Monday for Tulane. Uh, Coach Boyette, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? Doing great, doing great. The uh, former Wilson Fight Golden Demon star, and now at East Carolina, you got to be kind of excited to be here at East Carolina. Obviously, you guys had a great run at Duke, and when that ended with Coach Cutcliffe, uh, you get a chance to continue your coaching career close to home here at East Carolina. Yeah, and Coach says it all every day, man. It's a blessing, and that's the biggest thing about it, just being able to be here and be a part of Pirate Nation. I obviously grew up with it and knew exactly about it, but now just to feel it and be a part of it is something special. When you look at, at, at what you've accomplished so far at East Carolina, the Pirates at 3-2 and two on the season, and, and when you look at, at how the season has gone, obviously we all look at it and say, hey, just as easy could it be 5-0 and oh right now, but you can't look at it that way, I guess. But still, you got a lot of season to play for. What are your thoughts on the year so far? Uh, exactly that. You can't look at, obviously, the, the two that you, you have in the, um, in the lost column. You just have to continue to focus on the ones that you have won and then just getting better weekly. Um, one of the biggest things I think that we have done is we've continued to get better weekly, regardless of the game, regardless of the opponent. And that's one of the things that we focus on in practice and try to focus on throughout our whole program is just improving 1% daily, 1% weekly, just making sure that we get ourselves to where we know we want to play pirate damn football. And, you know, you, you say that, and it's, you know, it, it's it's one of those cliches, but every time I hear a coach at East Carolina say it, a Cliff Godwin says it, you know, Mike Houston says it, but that's really what it is. I mean, you can see their teams, they've had success. You know, coach Houston's has had so much success in all the other places he's been. He's having success now. And you can see with that mindset, once the guys understand that, hey, we got to get a little better, a little better, and it all adds up in the end, doesn't it? Yes, it does, and it's all about stacking days, and that's what it comes down to. Once you stack days positively and you build the correct habits that you need, winning comes, but you just have to make sure you understand how hard it is and you have to work even harder in order to get yourself to that point where your habits are already ingrained in you, and now you're not reactionary. You're just going out there and playing. We were afraid when Rajay limped off the field on Saturday that the news wouldn't be good. Uh, Stephen Igo first reported it this morning that he's out for the year with that injury, and I know that that that's that's going to be kind of a little bit of a setback. Now you've got guys that can you know step in because that's what football is out all about. But and you've been around it so long, it's one of the worst things about football is the injuries, isn't it? Yes, it is. And you know, Rajay just starting out with him, he is a awesome person. And that's the biggest thing, I think, when you talk about who he is and, and what he's going to do with this injury. You don't worry about anything about his mindset and him bouncing back and coming back even stronger and better than what he was. But as you said, this is a part of the game. And obviously, Coach Foster is a hell of a damn football coach at running back position. So he has those guys ready, developed behind Rajay and Keaton to be able to come in and help us and keep this train rolling. Coach Houston said after the game that Keaton is most likely going to be back this week for Tulane. He could have gone last week, but he thinks Keaton will be back. So that's good news on that front. And uh, the Pirates also, I mean, they've got they've got some running backs in that arsenal, don't they? <laughs> yes, sir, we do. That's why I said it, man. Coach Foster does a great job with those guys and developing those guys and getting to where, obviously, they are able to go out and step up when one guy goes down because, as you said, football is, is a that's a part of it. It's part of injuries and the next guy up and that's why that one percent matters. Because if that one percent didn't matter then obviously you wouldn't have guys able to step up, you wouldn't have guys already prepared. But that's pirate pirate football and that's how we're gonna operate. 
CJ Johnson this past weekend uh, obviously was playing with a heavy heart. And I tell you what, I'm an emotional guy too. And when he caught that first touchdown pass and went to his knees, I mean, it was it was really something to see all of that, to see the emotion when he ran over. I, th- I think he was sobbing into Big John and, and Coach Houston had his arm around him. But then that was just the start of a huge day. Yes, it was. And, you know, it was a it was a, a difficult week for him. So that day and what he was able to do on that day and the support he had with everybody around him during that week and just on that day. And shoot, man, he, that was divine. I'm I'm truly and obviously CJ is a heck of a football player. But what he did, grandma had her, had her in his hands and they were flying high. For those that hadn't heard, uh, C.J. lost his grandmother last week. I think Holt Naylor said that he actually found out about it when he was in the locker room at some point. And, uh, and, and all the players kind of rallied behind him. And just to see what he was able to do uh, playing with that heavy heart. What did you guys see on film that you knew you could get C.J. loose? Um, well, I, again, it went back to us. One of the biggest things that we try to focus on is who we are and what we do. And we were just able to put CJ, put the rest of our guys in good spots and good positions to be able to go make those plays. Donnie did a hell of a heck of a job of calling it and making sure that the guys knew and understood what they were doing, where they were. And then, shoot, they just came out ready to roll and they were on fire. This offense has shown signs like that. I remember the SMU game uh, a couple years ago and just just flipping around the barnyard. Tyler Schneed was, I think he's still open scoring touchdowns against SMU from that game. But that's how the South Florida game went. And and then at halftime, I knew that it was one of those situations where, and Coach Houston said, you know, we got in there. We said, hey, we got to start 0-0. But all of that is just so much easier said than done. When when you have things come so easy for you, it's hard to, to rekindle that in the second half yeah it is and again that's where if we are going to be who we want to be and if you're going to be really darn good you can't have that low you you have to come out ready to roll and everybody says it is zero zero but you have to make sure your mentality fits that same talk and that same cliche and when that's one of the things that obviously we will continue to focus on and we'll get better at it I mentioned earlier on you're from Wilson, North Carolina, and played at Fike High School. Uh, which was who was a better running back, Carlos Crumpler or, or Raquan Boyette? Oh man, Raquan Boyette came from <laughs> Carlos's water. I can tell you that. <laughs> I promise you that one. Now he set the tone and, and, and set it in a great way. When you're talking about the fo- football and the running back position in Wilson and at Fike High School, man, I was chasing him my whole time there. I never caught him. I tell you, he's probably got uh, trophies still in the trophy case at Wilson Fike, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. He is what they call the GOAT, and I love it. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, that's for sure. Carlos Crumpler, who did such great things uh, with the Golden Demons of Wilson Fike. Asked did Raekwon Boyette in his career, and you parlayed that career into a, a career at Duke as a player. Uh, talk about your recruitment a little bit and what you thought about before you decided to go to Duke. Um, well, I knew I was going to stay in the state of North Carolina. That was huge for me, just staying home, having my family be able to come watch me play and see me play. Um, and then I just, you know, try to find what was best for me, what I was looking within that, that uh, time as far as my recruiting. And it ended up being Duke University, and I went on there and had a good four, uh, five years after an injury. And shoot, man, this thing came full circle. We back home at ECU rolling. And you are rolling for sure. 314 carries, 1,202 yards, and five touchdowns. Led Duke in rushing in 06 and 07 as part of your career. When did you know that you wanted to be a coach? Uh, So the year that I got hurt was my true senior year. um, And I ended up being out for the year. I redshirted because I still had my redshirt available. So I redshirted that year. And that was really the year in which I kind of got into coaching because I was out. I was more just in tuned into the game planning and different things along those lines, and I just got a good feel for how coaches operate throughout the day, on the daily, and then just game day. Our uh, At the time, our running backs coach was in that box, so on the field, I was kind of just a liaison from them to him, and then just helping our guys, the younger guys behind me at that time, kind of with my eyes and my experience and what I saw. And it kind of just all throughout that year just kind of developed into becoming something natural. 
You know, <clears throat> coaching is one of those very difficult jobs, especially when you have a family because, you know, coaches get hired and they get fired and you're moving around, you're bouncing around so much. And I, I think that, you know, guys like Shank and, and uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick who've been able to stay here for, for long runs at a time, for you leaving Duke as a player, joining Duke as a coach, that had to be really, really good. And then as we said earlier in the show, the fact that you get to come to um, further east, if you will, and coach for the Pirates, I mean, it's got to mean something to you and your family. Oh, it does 100%. My wife, um, my wife, Kristen, and I have been, we've been together for four years. We have two beautiful children, a little girl named McKenna, and a little boy who just turned one named Matthias. And as you said, you got to have a family that understands it and gets it. And my wife is phenomenal. She's a great, what they call, football wife. She's, football is in, in her, through her dad and just her family and everything there. So, we, we're, we're excited to be here. We couldn't have asked for a bigger blessing and a better blessing for us to be in Dane Greenville. What are some of the attributes uh, of a football wife? What, what does a football wife have to do? I know patience is one of them, and they have to be leaders too, don't they? Because, you know, the coaches are gone so much. Patience, leaders, and understanding. I think those will be the three top things that I say. And because at the end of the day, um, obviously, as you said, we're not home as much, so – they're leading the house, still leading the family, um, taking care of the kids, you know, obviously within their own careers and doing the great things there. Um, and then just the understanding of knowing that, obviously, we may not be there. When we do have time to be there, we will be there, we'll be present. And then just the patience, obviously, dealing with the house, the family, and just trying to keep it all together. I think that's those are three things that are key for a football life. Raquan Boyette, our guest, he's the outside receivers coach. We're going to dive into his room coming up in just a bit. We'll take your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed. This is the Brian Bailey Show on a victory Monday after East Carolina knocked off USF 48-28. Back with more with Coach Boyette after this. Pirate fans, ECU basketball is just around the corner and season tickets are now on sale. A new era begins on the men's side with first-year head coach Mike Schwartz at the helm. Season tickets are on sale for as low as $125. On the women's side, in-state rivals Wake Forest and UNC Wilmington will come to Menji's Coliseum. Season tickets on sale now for as low as $45. To get those tickets, call 1-800-DOWN-ECU or go to ecupirates.com. Hi, I'm Annalie Newhoff. And I'm Rob Campbell. And, and we, we are, are with, with Copy Pro. Pro. We have been locally owned and operated here in eastern North Carolina for almost 50 years. Copy Pro is the leader in office technology. Does your business struggle with keeping printing costs low or producing professional documents? Here at Copy Pro, total customer satisfaction is our number one priority. We have a variety of solutions to help reduce your printing expenses and make your business more productive. Call us today at 1-800-682-6558 or online at copypro.net. Copy Pro. We are the professional office systems people. Tired and sluggish? Down in the dumps? Or do you just have the blahs? Well, maybe you need to hydrate. Revive Health and Wellness offers IV hydration, which can help you with lack of energy, improve your mood, assist with immunity, and even fix a hangover. Call today to set up an appointment at 350-1805. Locally owned and operated by Samantha Casper, Revive Health and Wellness has a new location and is ready to serve you. Stop by at 2459 Emerald Place in Greenville or go online at revivehealthwellness.com. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak or the seafood delight pasta. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House can feed your larger crowds with off-site catering and room for 125 in our adjacent banquet hall. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. This is Carson Wissenhunt, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday. Pirates knock off USF 48-28. Odds makers say East Carolina and Tulane is a pick'em game. So this should be a this should be a good one down in the Bayou coming up this weekend. 3:30 kickoff for ECU and Tulane. As we said at the top of the show, Memphis at East Carolina for homecoming is a 7:30 start on ESPNU at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. So that news uh, just released earlier today from the American Athletic Conference. Holt Naylor's is the Americans uh, Player of the Week on offense with those six touchdown passes. And, uh, of course, C.J. Johnson got mentioned as well, honorable mention with those four touchdown receptions. Raekwon Boyette, outside receivers coach, uh, is our guest from his office over at East Carolina. Coach, when you looked at the film, uh, how pleased were you with the guys uh, in your room on Saturday? Um, we, were very, we were very pleased with them. Um, everybody did a great job of playing, making the plays when they had the opportunity to do and then just being very detailed within their work and understanding what it was going to take for us to win the football game. And I thought we did that and did that in a very, very good way. All right. Earlier in the year, it looked like uh, during the summer that CJ was going to be moved into the slot a lot uh, as an inside guy. He had been in, out on the outside. Uh, how, how did he play as far as inside or outside on Saturday? Uh, he did well at both. Um, he obviously, and that's one of the things that we want to do. Coach Scott and I work hand in hand within those guys, and shoot, they all we teach it all the same. No matter if you're inside or outside, everybody's playing together. Everybody's getting coached by us both and operating in the same way. But that's one of the beautiful things about our offenses. We have the ability to, to put people wherever we need them and try to hide them and put them in different spots because now it's just harder on the defense. That was my next question to see, like, like which guys are in your room, which guys are in the, you know, with the inside receivers. I know the tight ends, but, but really, we've seen Ryan Jones on the outside too. So we, you guys can utilize anybody anywhere. Yeah, and that's the beauty of us, and that's the beauty of what Coach Scott does with those tight ends and the inside guys, and just making sure that they're prepared to be able to go outside and do whatever they need to do there. Same thing on my end with the outside guys just having them prepared to be able to go inside and do and be able to operate and do what we need to do there as well. And again, just it's a whole old staff uh, mentality for what we want to do with those guys and making sure we're not creating a lot of tendencies as far as where they will be and what they're doing. Raquan Boyette is our guest, the outside receivers coach at East Carolina as the Pirates head to Tulane coming up uh, this weekend. Questions and comments on our Facebook Live page. A couple of questions coming in about Josiah Hatfield, who hasn't played a whole lot. He's been battling an injury. Uh, what's his status right now, Coach? Well, right now, Josiah's working to get himself back ready to roll. We'll see where he is coming this week and, and get, him, get, get him out there and, and ready to get some action. I know he's ready, and we are too. But what does he bring to the table as far as, as his talent, uh, the thing that, things that he can do that maybe you don't see anywhere else? I think Josiah has a natural ability at the receiver position. But one of the biggest things that he can do is flat-out run. And I think he separates himself as far as anybody within our room and uh, within the tight ends, inside guys. He is the one that has um, the speed, the quickness, and the ability to separate and go down and take the top off and obviously get loose on some post routes and do different things there, which all our guys can, but the size one is different when it comes to that. He has natural hands and the ability to pluck the ball out of the air and just be explosive all in one. You know, football has changed so much, uh, even even from when you played, which wasn't that long ago, with the transfer portal and guys coming in. I mean, you guys have really been blessed with the transfers. Yes, we have, and that's one of the beautiful things about us and what we do within our offense. And then, again, that's why I say it goes back to our staff because one of the things when you bring in the, the uh, transfer guys, you obviously at first don't know you know, what you're going to get, who they're going to be, and whatnot. And so we try to just engulf them as a staff and make sure they understand our culture first and foremost. Our team does a great job of welcoming, welcoming any of the transfers in and making sure they understand our culture, understand where we are, and just getting everybody all on the same page and all in, all in one. Isaiah Winstead, your leading receiver so far this year, 34 receptions through five games, 475 yards, uh, averaging 14 per, a couple of touchdowns. When you look at what he brings to the table, very quiet young man, very nice young man, and he seems to be one that really works hard. Yeah, he, he does. He is a, an awesome practice player. And I think that's where it starts. He, he drives. He does a great – he has a great drive and a great mentality to want to be great and just continuing to work 
and get himself better daily. He's focusing on the details, focusing on the position, and making sure that, again, he just takes himself from being just a wide receiver to being a really, really darn good football player. Have you been surprised at how well that, that Isaiah has come in and played Jalen? We'll talk about him in just a minute. But just as transfers, how they've kind of blended in, how Holton worked with them, I guess, extra and tried to you know get them comfortable. Because it takes a lot between a quarterback and a wide receiver as far as timing goes. Yes, it does. And uh, it, it didn't surprise me at all. It didn't surprise us at all as a staff just because everybody within us, are, they're all experienced. And so everybody's played ball. Everybody's played a lot of ball. And so when Isaiah, Jalen, when they both came in, Holton, as I said, our staff did a great job and our team did a great job of just welcoming those guys in, bringing them in. And then Holton did a great job of working with them one-on-one separately. They got with Holt. Holt got with them. And it was just a, a, a it was almost like a, a a race to see who can get to who, who wanted to know who better as far as the receivers and 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 the quarterback with hope. And I think we're doing a great job of just continuing, as I said, weekly, making sure that our timing is right, making sure we use our personnel and get people in the right places so that they can be successful. And not only just in recruiting a talented athlete, but you have to recruit the right kind of athlete. I mean, Mike Houston wants the right kind of person on this football team. How hard is that with when you have transfers out there? I mean, how, how much research do you have to do about the person? You know, coaching you know, the fraternity is such a, a small one. And I know you guys have friends on other staffs, but how much do you utilize that and, and other things like that when you recruit a transfer? Well, that exactly what you said. That is the hard part, and that's the part that you don't know immediately once you find out who this person is or watch their film. Uh, you have to do your research. And one of the beautiful things we have with both Isaiah and Jalen is that uh, Isaiah played for Coach Scott when he was at Norfolk, and then we had a, a guy on staff that was at Georgia when um, Jalen was there. So we had hands-on obviously information from both of those guys about who those guys are and what they're doing and what they're going to bring to the table. And darn if it ain't, it wasn't true. And Jalen was a walk-on at Georgia, wasn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, and and that, and that tells you right there, if you're walking on and making the team, a national championship team, that there's, there's a lot of uh, intestinal fortitude, I guess you could say. Yes, it is. And when you talk about Jalen, Jalen Johnson, toughness is going to stand out and toughness is going to be at the top of it. Obviously, he's very talented and separate, catch the football well. But with me and for him, it starts with toughness. And I think that's a dang good trait when you're talking about a football player. It is that. Jalen Johnson through five games, 17 receptions, 203 yards, uh, averaging 11.9 per. Uh, and really, he's he's been a real good find for East Carolina. And just, just the way that he handles his business has been very good. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he is very mature, grown man mentality. Um, is always ready to work. He's an awesome leader. Um, as I said, his toughness is, is at the forefront of who he is, and I just love being around him. And that, that means so much too, Coach, when, you, when you're working with guys that, that you like to work with. I mean, when you come to work every day, it's the same thing on the staff because obviously you guys on the staff work together with meetings here, meetings there, uh, but then the players as well. And if you get somebody, you know, football players, I've always said this, that football players have to love what they do because football is not an easy sport. Those practices are not easy, especially during the season when it starts to become a grind. You, you play, play a game, you come back, you get treatment, then you're back on the practice field, you get up Monday off, but coaches are doing the game plans, and then Tuesday and Wednesday are your physical-type practices, and then you scale it down going through the weekend. So it's really difficult. Yes, it is. And as, you, as we started earlier, right, we're with each other more than we are at home. Right. So when you, when you talk about that, you have to have great rela- a great relationship all the way around. And that's one of the things that we have as an offense outside of the players just within our staff. We have a tight-knit group, a great group of guys, and we love each other, and we're all working and moving in the same direction. And that's, again, the beautiful part about it. Obviously, we all can input and have our different opinions, but at the end of the day, once we get to Thursday, Friday, once we start tying up and all our loose ends, everybody is on the same page of what we're doing. Everybody understands the timing of what we're doing and where we want to be. And I think that's awesome when you're talking about just the cohesiveness and it adds to the success when it goes to the players. Because now they see coaches are, are all in one working together, and then they, it just falls right on down to them, and everybody's just working on one accord and moving in the same direction. 
How different was it for you this week with a road game? Because after four straight home games, and I'm not sure, have you ever played in four straight home games or coached in four straight home games? <laughs> Ooh, I can't. You know what? That's going to be hard. To hard to beat. Have. Uh, heck, yes, it will be. But it was an awesome four weeks being uh, in Dowdy Bickland and having that thing rocking out. So to go on the road was, was different. And obviously, just the circumstances of being on the road, being in a boat, yeah. that was a little different. So, shoot, one of the things that we had to do, and Coach was huge on this throughout the week, and it's huge on the period, is we had to bring our own energy. And I thought we did that, and, and the players did it, and, and we continued to roll, and, and it helped us. Yeah, I thought that was the key. And you know, when you roll up 41 points in the first half, I mean, it was almost like it, at times it was like a scrimmage game where the number three defense was just getting dogged by the number one offense because the Pirates were going up and down the field, hitting on big play after big play. I credit South Florida a little bit for trying to get back in the game in the second half. Uh, but but really, when you look at all cylinders were going in that first half, and that had to mean a lot to you guys. Yes, it did. And, you know, uh, everything was clicking, but that still doesn't mean that we weren't obviously focused in. Things were hard. We were still trying to make sure that everybody was locked in on the details. When games are going like that, that's when it, it, sometimes it's the hardest because as a men- just naturally within your mentality, right, we all know where guys can go to. So you just have to bring guys back in and make sure we're all talking on the sideline the same way, making sure that guys understand we have to keep a pirate mentality. We have to keep the hammer down. We have to keep rolling. We cannot let up at any point. And that doesn't matter if you're up 41 or, obviously, if the game is close. Whatever it is, the mentality should be the same and the standards shouldn't change at all. But that's so, so difficult because the Pirates had it rolling. Yeah. 41 points in that first half. It came out in the second half, and uh, as we said, South Florida made a little bit of a run. Really, the game was never really in doubt, but the uh, Pirates picked up a huge win. Any win in the conference is a big one. Let's go to CJ a little bit. Now, obviously, we talked about the, the death of his grandmother a little bit earlier. CJ w- was, was suspended earlier in the preseason, uh, bounced back from all indications, has done everything that Coach Houston has asked him. And I'm sure, in knowing Coach Houston, that he had CJ had to really come through with a lot of hard work to get a chance to get back on this football team and he's done a really nice job yes he has um and we've all just been so proud of him and what he's done and as you said especially knowing coach Houston he had to work and coach Scott did a great job with him of helping him through it and developing him and getting him to the mentality of where he is now I think he's totally different far as who he is and what he's what he's doing and um, and how he's playing the game of football and again that's a, a huge testament back to coach scott back to coach houston and just everybody within our staff and what we continue to do and how we continue to pour into him and just making sure that all of our guys just understand what it's going to take for us to get to where we want to get to but more importantly for them to be the people that they want to be and we want them to be but also being a great football players at the same time that they can be and are and he's made a couple of outstanding catches. He made a catch. I think it was the Navy game on the sideline because I thought Holton had overthrown him, and somehow he went up and caught it, and somehow he got his one foot down inbounds uh, for a key first down. But he's made some good catches. Yes, he has, and he had another one this this past week on the sideline, kind of just standing there, and he just extended his whole body and was able to catch it. Yeah, back to just who he is and the catch radius that he has and the size that he has and the hands that he has. And I think the, the, the dude is a special talent, and we're, we're just blessed to have him here, and he's staying in Greenville, and we're keeping it rolling. Who are some of the other players in your room that maybe haven't gotten a shot yet but that you hope to have out on the football field in the very near future? Hoping to get Tyzee Hudson back and get him rolling. He, he's a uh, tough, tough football player, really good football player. They can really get out and help our team. As you said, Josiah Hatfield is another one that can really help us with his speed, his quickness, and his versatility, whether it's playing on special teams, whether it's playing on offense, and just giving us, again, another explosive weapon for us to have offensively. Are there some young kids, uh, young players that we may not see this year, but you have high hopes for in the future? Yes, there are. Kerry King is one that we want to continue to develop, keep getting better every day, consistently making his way and kind of that 1% of just going up higher and higher. Jared Gardner is coming on and continuing to develop and get himself back to where we are and he can be a part of it and roll as well. 
right now we're, we're just making sure that everybody is kind of what I just said started with earlier, just making sure that everybody's ready and developed because you know how the game of football goes. We need to make sure that we have guys ready to step up if, if need be. And some of those guys are seeing some action on special teams, right? Yes, they are. Yep, they are. And so, and again, that's where it's going to start. That's part of it with, with who we are and what we're doing. If you're not obviously rolling as much offensively, you better be a part of the special teams. You better be a part of what we're doing because that's how you become a, a just another element of you becoming a good football player just within the fundamentals of what it takes to play off of our special teams. Raekwon Boyette, outside receivers coach, is our guest. We're going to take a commercial break right now. We'll come back, then we'll wrap things up with Coach Boyette because he is a busy man on this Monday trying to get the game plan together with that Pirate offense. So we'll come back. We'll talk to Lane coming up next and continue on on this edition of the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday right after this. Seared Chop House is Greenville's only true chop house. We're open seven days a week. Seared combines a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Lunch or dinner at Seared is a quality-driven experience where we highlight a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty, flavor-rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house, located on Fire Tower Road at Bell's Fork. Come see us at Seared seven days a week. Before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because this right here is a Papa John's Papa Bowl. No crust, just piping hot toppings and melty cheese in an oven-baked bowl. Better ingredients, better pizza, now in a bowl, Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, brace yourself for the brand new Papa Bowls for only $7.99. The new Papa Bowls are an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Pizza. Go Pirates! Greenville Utilities Electric customers will soon be able to receive text notifications in the event of power outages. Enrollment is automatic, so make sure GUC has your cell phone number by signing into your account at GUC.com, then update the information in your user profile. Want to talk with someone instead? Call 252-752-7166 during business hours. 252-752-7166. Update us so we can update you. Visit GUC.com for more information. The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Avoid the long check-in lines and congestion at the big airports and fly local at PGV. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has American Airlines flights perfect for your next trip. Book today at aa.com. PGV, where the pirates fly. I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have kept the fires burning for Eastern North Carolina Whole Hog Barbecue. At Sam Jones, you'll find our smokehouse pumping out wood-fired meats cooked fresh every single day. There are no freezers at our place. Everything, and we mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Stop in and see us, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. At Sam Jones Barbecue, you'll find plenty of smoke, but no mirrors. Pirate Radio. We'll strap it on with anybody, anywhere, it doesn't matter. I know this, I want to win or lose with the group that we have in our locker room. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Raekwon Boyette, outside receivers coach at East Carolina, is our guest. As the Pirates head to the Bayou coming up this weekend, Tulane in East Carolina, the Green Wave at 4-1 and one on the year. Had a chance to watch them at Houston uh, in the game that they played at Houston this past weekend. It was a Friday night game, so we all had a chance to sit around and watch Watch it. Uh, I'm sure the coaches were getting ready for their game. Didn't get a chance to watch it then, but you've seen them on tape, Coach. What do you see from this Tulane defense so far? Oh, they're a really good defense, and the guys are, are playing their defense well. They're in the spots and where they need to be, and 
obviously just multiple within what they want to do, and those guys are doing a really good job. When you look at Tulane, what they've done so far this season, Tulane beat UMass 42-10 in their opener, beat Alcorn State 52-0, beat Kansas State 17-10, lost a close one to Southern Miss 27-24, and then beat Houston in overtime 27-24 was uh, that final. So when you look at, at what you what you see with this football team, I mean, this is a team that has taken advantage of, of other teams' mistakes, and they've done a good job of that. And this game with East Carolina may come down to who makes the mistakes. Exactly, and that's why we want to focus on us because at the end of the day, that's what it's going to come down to. We feel that focusing on us, making sure we get better 100% every, or 1% every day and making sure that we move forward the way that we need to. Once we get to practice and we focus on Tulane and we get to that portion of practice, we will be locked in on the game plan. Everybody will be where they need to be. Timing will be where it need, will need to be. But at the end of the day, it comes down to focusing on us. When you look at Tulane, as we said, total defense ranked ninth nationally, giving up 259 yards per game. Pirates are 15th in total offense, uh, averaging 486 yards per game. Coach, when you guys look at, at some of the stats like that, do those numbers matter to you, or is the only number that matters to you that one in the win column? Uh, well, you know, that the one in the win column matters 100%. So that that's where it starts first. But then, obviously, just knowing the, the other numbers that you mentioned, that just gives you a, a good broad scope of who they are and what they want to do. And, again, that just gives us a great idea of what we need to do and what we're going up against. Trying to establish the run and trying to get something good on first down. That's what we said that the key to get, uh, against South Florida might be before the game was really whether it was a run or a pass, but just having something positive on first down. And really, when you roll through a team with 41 points in the first half, you're able to do that very easily. But but that's pretty much the key to this offense. Whether it's a run or a pass, it's just having success on first down and making second manageable uh, and, and putting first down after first down after first down together. Yes, that's true. And obviously, offensively, one of the things that you want to do is get a rhythm, stay on schedule, and then that just helps things as you continue to roll. Obviously, your game plan will be able to answer any of the things that you have that may come up and do different things there. But just being able to get Donnie into a rhythm, that's something that our guys have to do a great job of executing and make sure that we help that. So when that time does come, we don't get behind the chains and we're able to just keep this thing rolling because once you start getting behind the chains, obviously that's when you just have to start trying to do different things. Guys start trying to force things to try to help make a play. But you stay on schedule, you get a rhythm, now you can just keep it flowing throughout the rest of the game. And you've got a quarterback in Holton Aylers that can go to the line of scrimmage and he's pretty much almost a coach on the field, isn't he? Yes, he is, and that's the beauty of, of him being not never leaving Greenville, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> staying here. So, obviously, this last year, you, you have someone that has been involved in our offense, knows it probably since he's been in high school. So, he's able to run it. He, he's able to coach the guys, get the guys where they need to be. And that went goes right back to this summer. Um, Hope did an awesome job. He's an awesome leader. But, again, he did an awesome job with our offense of coaching our guys throughout the summer. Anytime we weren't there or, um, our, you know, they had their own, their self-led practices, Holton did an awesome job, and that just prepared him for this year. But he's been preparing for that for years on end anyway. How good can this pirate offense be, Coach, when you guys hit on all cylinders and, and regardless of, of the team you're playing, but how good can this offense be? We feel like we could be really, really good. We have some good players and good spots. Obviously, Holton is the, is the key to it all and who he is and what he brings and the energy he brings to our team and for our offense. And then just the guys that he has around him from the running back position, tight end position, wide receiver position. I think they all, everybody knows their names. But at the end of the day, them boys up front, that front five is who we are behind. And that is those. They are the anchor of our offense, and they are phenomenal. Coach Shankweiler and Coach uh, Cofield do a great job with them. They're physical. They play hard. They all understand where they need to be in protection in the run game. And that's who our offense is running behind. All the skilled players will be able to do what we need to do only because of what they do up front and what Coach Shank does with that darn offensive line. They're really, really pretty good. 
And I've been a fan of Coach Shanks for a long, long time with all those tents he's had here in Greenville, but he's been a long-time friend. And I really I enjoy going to practice and just watching Coach Shank work with those guys and working with their feet and some of the little things that, you know, I played offensive line back in high school a long, long time ago. Uh, wasn't very good at it, but did the best I could. But just watching him and learning, you know, little things about the offensive line play and staying at pad level and different things like that. And it's, it's really fascinating to watch. Yes, it is. And that, that's where the success comes from, obviously, is the fundamentals and techniques and just making sure that you get your feet where they need to be, you get your hand placement where they need to be. And Coach Shane is a technician when you're talking about the offensive line and developing those guys and making sure that those guys are, are set and ready to go play. Got a comment from our Facebook Live page that says, our wide receiver room is a coverage nightmare. Hadn't seen this dynamic group in quite some time. So a, uh, so a compliment there for you, Coach, and for your wide receiver room. Uh, you, these guys, as you said, want to get 1% better every every time out, every practice, working hard at their skills. I mean, you know, where do they go from here where they're at right now in midseason? Oh, there's always up. Myself and, as I said, Coach Scott, we, we're going to make sure that those guys understand that they can take another level. Um, regardless of where they are right now, going right back to the 1% better every day, there is, a, there is always another level that you can take, whether that's the fundamentals of catching the football, route running, understanding the blocking portion within the run game. Whatever that is, we have more levels for us to get better. We're not where we want to be. Myself and Coach Scott are going to make sure we continue to develop those guys and get their butts where they need to be. That was a compliment to Coach Scott as well now. Wrapping things up with Raekwon Boyette on this Monday, outside receivers coach. When you guys are looking at film, uh, do you see little things that you say, hey, we can exploit this, and you go to Donnie and you say, Donnie, you know, take a look at this. What do you think about the, about this call on you know, third and short? We think we can get this guy deep one-on-one. And, and Is that how it all plays out on a Saturday? Um, yeah, well, you, you kind of build it all throughout the week, obviously, and so you, you go in the game with your original game plan, and, and if anything changes, then you have to be ready to adjust, be ready to uh, bring up different things, and you try to make sure that those answers and things that may come up are already addressed within your game plan, but there may be certain things that, that may not be in there or that may that they may do something different. So you have to make sure that everybody is on the same page, everybody's eyes are where they need to be, so that if things change, we can address it, we can obviously find an answer for it, and then we can get our guys in the right position to go succeed. Coach, take us through your Mondays now. When you guys come in, players have today off, but when you guys come in to work on your game plan, what all are you working on, say, Monday morning, and then after you get off here, after your lunch break, you, you go back Monday afternoon, what are some of the things you work on? I'm just, again, trying to focus on who we're playing, what it is that they're doing, any tendencies that they may have, first, second, third down, red zone, goal line, just any of the situations that may come up in the game. You try to make sure that you find that, you get to that on Monday, you get to a Tuesday, you get to a Wednesday, and then you just continue on and tie up the loose ends towards the latter of the week. But early on Mondays, you kind of get a feel for who they are, what they're doing, and then you just start trying to game plan and get yourself to where we can attack them, where their weaknesses are, and what we see. How important is that scout team defense that you have to go up against? Very important because that's the only way that we're going to understand who we're playing and what they're going to do. We have to make sure that the scout defense does exactly what our opponent is doing. That is as key as any doggone thing. The scout team is just as important as a starter on offense and defense as far as how we see it on our, and at ECU. Raekwon Boyette joining us. Nine seasons at Duke, eight as a running back coach, and then the one season as a wide receiver and co-offensive coordinator. How did you like being a co-offensive coordinator? How is that different than uh, what you're doing right now? Well, you know, one of the things about it is we always – sometimes, you know, nothing changes. You're still doing what you're doing. And you're rolling, the only thing that changes is you get a title, and that may mean, you know, you call a play here or you, you call a play there. But other than what I've been doing, nothing has changed. We're all involved in the game plan. We're all involved in tying up the game plan, just making sure everybody understands and everybody's on the same uh, wavelength and on the same page. So really nothing changed from that standpoint other than just the title portion of it all. 
you know it's got to be uh, just a, a real challenge when you're when you're in a game situation and, and you're all working together as one trying to get ideas to Donnie trying to get this and that I mean you know the, the communication part of football is is fascinating as well because you know you see a little thing another coach sees a little thing Donnie's trying to get it all in his head and trying to get the next play called and and there's a lot that goes on in a short amount of time and that's why I said earlier you know as an offense we have a great relationship everybody's on the same page everybody's moving forward because when we do need to go to Donnie and suggest this for Donnie or this for Donnie or Donnie comes to us hey guys what about this what about this let's do this make sure we clean up this make sure we're we're doing this now everybody understands it everybody knows and sometimes it doesn't even have to be spoken we're all we all kind of can feel it we all can see it we're all able to just be there and be ready when we're needed you got to be quick around Donnie too. I got on the plane a Saturday night, and Donnie said Bailey's so old that that the, the first his first Christmas was the first Christmas, is what he said. So, I mean, and I was like, "What did I do to you, Coach?" And he started laughing, but obviously he was in a good mood after rolling with forty eight points against South Florida. But he certainly got me. East Carolina and Tulane three thirty kickoff coming up this week, Coach Boyette. Thanks so much for your time today. We certainly appreciate it. We know how busy you guys are on Mondays, and we're so thankful to have uh, you guys come on and share some of your thoughts uh, on the, the previous game and the future games and that kind of thing. Best of luck. We will see you in New Orleans coming up on Saturday. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Brian. Thank you guys so much. Go Pirates. All right. Raekwon Boyette, outside receivers coach at East Carolina, joining us. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. We'll talk a little high school football. We've got some of that coming up tonight. We've got... Uh, Conley Rose coming up on Friday night. So Conley's got a busy week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I think there's some NFL we might want to talk about with Clip Brock. Your brave swap, though. you got to be happy about that. Back with more to wrap things up on this Victory Monday on the Brian Bailey Show after this. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here. Just Nitro Pepsi. The first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi. In which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the poor is the unapologetic cola taste. Ah. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth. Creamy. Delicious. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Ahoy, mateys, it's Captain Jack Spare of R&R Tire Express. We're here to serve our pirate community by offering easy payments for easy ownership. For you landlubbers, R&R will install a new set of tires for just $20. $50 installs new custom wheels and tires. To learn more about R&R, stop by 3920 US 264 or rnrtires.com. Warren's Hot Dog Pizza! 
Homemade lemonade. Hungry for game day, Pirate Nation? Take advantage of the Warren's Hot Dogs tailgate special of 10 or more hot dogs for only $1.50 each. And the best part, this special is available every day. Just call ahead and Warren's will have your order ready to go. Hungry for breakfast? Warren's Hot Dogs and Chocolatey opens at 5 a.m. with cheese biscuits, chicken biscuits, sausage dogs, and more. Warren's Hot Dogs in Greenville, across from Ron Ayers, or in Chocolatey next to the fire station. Go Pirates! This is Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick, Office Coordinator for ECU Football, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, wrapping things up on this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. High school football tonight. We've got some games down at the beach down in Carteret County, north side at East Carteret, White Oak at Croatan, and Dixon at West Carteret. Havelock at DH Comedy at the Hollywood Crossroads. So it was moved because Havelock couldn't make the trip when they canceled school, is what I was told. So Havelock and Conley set for tonight. And coming up uh, later this week, Rose Conley. Uh, that's on a Friday night. It should be a big Friday night of high school football. I think the weather's supposed to be good, so that's good. There's a whole slew of games in Jacksonville this week. I don't know. Everybody's playing down there. But uh, Conley and Rose playing uh, in Greenville. And that's always a great battle, and that's going to be a good matchup there. Rose, uh, everybody trying to keep up with Newburn, the Bears. Man, they look really, really good as far as high school football is concerned. Got to bring Clip Rock in because uh, we do a little bit of a couple minutes of NFL when Dallas wins. We don't usually do it when Dallas Let's lose this. At least you're honest about it. <laughs> I am. But uh, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, I, I, I didn't know I was going to see. I saw you at tiebreakers, and, I, and, and I, I'm going to admit something. Because we might, we finished razzing you. I put a little picture of you with my hat on and on Twitter. And, you know, I got back down, and Melissa goes, you know, you're a whole lot better about giving it out than taking it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, that's true. I said, but I'm going to tell Clip when I see him today that if, if the Washington Generals or Commandos or whoever they are, if they beat Dallas the next time they play, then I'm going to let you take a picture of me with a. If you can find, and that's a, why I was okay. If you doing can that. find a W cap, I mean, would you like my line about the sharks? I own one. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah it was hilarious, Bailey. You're the funniest guy. <laughs> you didn't like that? It was fine. They were was... terrible jerseys. I thought it would have looked better if we'd have won. But well, no, I mean, it's certainly not. It, it took away from the history of the it did. matchup. That's what Definitely. I thought. The same thing. I thought when they ran out there, I thought, how did Pittsburgh get in this game? I mean, yeah. it was just weird to me that uh, – and it did. It t- took away from the – even I know the Redskins is not allowed to be – Because even when know, they set. stink, when you see those teams right. on the field, it you brings back, back some stuff. And I think back when I was a kid, when you weren't even born yet, and all yeah. the rivalry games there and all those games that you've read about through the years – but, uh, yeah, it kind of took a little bit away from that. But uh, Trent Britt had a, a good line last night where uh, he was talking about the Braves, and I said something, and uh, I said, I know uh, all you baseball guys were applauding that at bat, and he said, I was excited to see it, but I can't applaud. My hands are hurt from clapping for the Cowboys. <laughs> and I said, man, even a great guy like Trent Britt's giving it to me today. Uh, Tough day at all. Yeah, a little known fact that Trent Britt is a former WNCT Nine Side Sports intern. Who's not? <laughs> I know. Well, some of y'all aren't. Chandler's not. You're not. You have molded so many. No, I, I don't think I'm molding. He's done a great job <laughs> of what he's done. I didn't have anything to do with that. But uh, great guy. And we see him you know, tailgating from time to time. But uh, that's what a lot do you of think? Fun. Are the Cowboys anything? Uh, as far I as think the jury's still out. Yeah. I think you got to see what happens with Philadelphia and see how good Philadelphia is and see if, you know. Cowboys yeah. got a playoff defense. Though. They do. I, I think they've got a, a playoff caliber defense. And if, if Dak doesn't come back and screw it up, but, you know, Cooper, I, you know, the whole thing, Jerry Jones just says stuff just so people run sound bites. I mean, you know, there's no quarterback controversy. It's not like it was the year when Romo was hurt and it was so many games involved and everything. I mean, Cooper's doing a really good job of managing the game. And with that defense, defense he can afford to do that and i'll tell you what with all the bad quarterback play we oh, see, i know there's nothing wrong with driving up the asking price that's so right i mean well. i think i think what he's looking at right now he's like he talked uh, fox did a great story with him uh before the games and he was talking about how he got you know he, he got dropped i think it was when he was with the giants and they got dropped and he, he was watching games on his couch and then the cowboys had an injury uh andy dalton got hurt so he came back as an emergency quarterback for them and then he's had a chance to stick around but he wasn't he, he wasn't even sure if he was going to be the number two 
quarterback this year because you know Greer was down well, there and he was playing well. And, I don't remember the whole history of Romo, but it is a little Romo esque. Right, it's not like a lot of people thought he was going to be a great. That's quarterback. exactly. Romo was always so good though, which is different than Cooper. I don't think Cooper Rush is very good in the preseason because he just, he just doesn't. I don't know whether he's not into it or he doesn't play that well or he's got receivers that aren't any good. But in the preseason, I'm doing that. But Tony Romo, he was a great quarterback in the preseason. Man, he loved his time when he was behind everybody else and he'd go in and just uh, run you know, run around crazy, throw passes after pass and score touchdown after touchdown. And the Cowboys were – that's when the Cowboys actually scored some touchdowns in the preseason and that doesn't happen very often. But congratulations to your Braves. Big sweep. Yes, sir. Uh, that's huge. That was big. That was fun to watch. So how's that go with the playoffs? Now, what, what seed – they uh, haven't clinched yet, right? One, uh, magic number is one. Right. And they'll be the two seed. Three so, games uh, to go or four? Three? Three. Monday, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, playoff start Friday. I heard the Yankees had four to play. I guess they're playing a doubleheader somewhere because so. Judge is stuck on 61. They're going to keep gonna giving him so. games till he finally gets <laughs> it. They may do that. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up right now. East Carolina and Tulane, 3.30 kickoff down in New Orleans coming up this weekend. I want to thank Raekwon Boyette one more time, the outside receivers coach of the former Wilson Fight Golden Demon for uh, being with us as our guest. Enjoy the conversation. Pirates in the green wave. Pick them as far as the odds makers are concerned. So we'll talk about that game coming up next week. That's our show. We'll see you later, everybody. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Suck Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft Taft and Hagelin, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.3.